Welcome to Vanderpump Robs. It's a happy hour episode. The episodes where we take a break from the recaps and venture out into the Vanderpump Rules universe. Today I have a very special guest. A friend, a fellow podcaster, and super duper VPR fan. It's Molly Schwartz. Hello, Molly. Hi, Rob. Happy to be here with my rosé. You got a drink. I've got a drink. We're learning how to uh, converse digitally while still celebrating happy hours, and that's great. Yeah, and I feel inspired by watching Vanderpump Rules, really, especially now. I feel like they all know how to live. (laughs) (laughs) And right now, we have not much to do other than focusing on how to live, so... I li- so you live through the characters you love and sometimes through the characters you hate. <laughs> I would like to know how you got into Vanderpump Rules. Okay, so this is actually a little bit of a weird story. <laughs> when I was in college, I had someone who lived in my hall who loved all reality TV. And so she always had stuff playing. She got me into Real Housewives. And through her, I saw pieces of probably like season one and season two. So I had seen it before, but I wasn't really a super fan and I wasn't really tracking it. But then I went through years, miserable years, where I was living with my parents in rural Maryland after college, commuting 50 minutes minimum to go to grad school and work a job. And I was commuting along one of the most congested traffic routes in the country, like from Maryland into D.C. And so I would just sometimes have these terrible drives where I was sitting in bumper to bumper traffic. And at the time, I had a Sirius XM radio subscription and I ended up stumbling upon and getting into a channel called Cosmo Radio. And believe it or not, this was my re-entry to Vanderpump Rules because there's a host in the morning. She used to have a show called Wake Up with Taylor. Her name's Taylor Strecker. And there was a host in the afternoon. You might remember him as Patrick. And Stassi Uh went on both of their shows and she ended up becoming best friends with Taylor and dating Patrick. So I was hearing about Stassi through these other radio hosts that I liked. And then I ended up later getting back into the show because I was like hearing about their lives develop. And I think it was when I found out that Patrick actually agreed to go on the show. That's when I was like, I have to watch. And then once I was back in it, I was like, how did I stay away so long? And I went back and just rewatched all of it. Wow, that's great. That uh, that makes me think of the people who would like not go see Harry Potter movies and live through the novels. And then eventually once you see it, it's like, oh my God, you know, it wasn't the same, but it was still fun. And it's like, you've got this like weird tangential VPR recap or like weird association to it. Oh, that's great. And like to have the knowledge of the show's existence and like a loose understanding of how it works before stumbling onto Cosmic Radio or Cosmo Radio, that is fantastic. I thought it was a a, a Carl Sagan show there for a second, and I was like, this is going to get real weird. <laughs> that would have been more exciting. <laughs> You've seen everything from the show. Have you seen Jackson Brittany go to Kentucky or whatever it's called? I watched the first episode. I have mm-hmm. to say it was not for me, and I didn't stick with it. I haven't watched it yet, and I think I'm going to just save that for the podcast. When I eventually get to that point, sure. Do you have any characters that you relate with personally? 
That's a really great question. I would say that a lot of times Stasi says things that I am thinking, but would be too afraid to say. Like she's more in touch with her rage and has really good comebacks. So she's a lot of times yeah. there are things she says that I'm like, I would be afraid to take that strong a stance, but inside I actually agree with you. Unfortunately, I feel like in confrontations, I am more of a Raquel. I'm more like, get me out of here. <laughs> but speaking of, and maybe we'll reach this a little bit later, Raquel is finding her voice. I have to say, like, between the seasons, I'm sure she's had plenty of time to, like, practice. And I feel like she has been. That's a really good point. And plus, you know, no one uh, avoids all the comments. So you want to bring your best self to a TV show where you're representing yourself. Oh, for sure. Do you follow cast members on social? I have to say a lot of times I tune into podcasts. Like I sometimes will check sure. it up on them on Instagram. But honestly, I don't feel like any of them have such great Instagram game. It'll be all like ads or they're posting the day of the episode or it's like... Yep them hanging out with their significant other, which I'm like, I know you're together. I think spicy stuff happens on Twitter. And I feel like sometimes listening to podcasts, you can get some additional info. Totally, totally. I recently started following Charlie, one of the new cast members. It's hilarious. She is actively putting up good content and also like, here's me modeling this for this. But, uh, but that kind of puts me in the place. You, you follow the podcast, so you kind of participate in some sort of online discussions. Do you ever look at the Reddit? No. Oh, the subreddit for Vanderpump Rules is active. I will. I enjoy a good subreddit. <laughs> okay. So let's let's get into it. I had asked you just to like think about a couple of the things that really are standing out to you in season eight. What do you? Where do, would you like to start? I actually think based on what you just said, I would love to start talking about the old versus new cast. I saw that there was a April Fool's joke that said uh, all of the OG cast was leaving after this season. And it got me for about 10 seconds before I was like, yeah, April 1st. Yeah. No, because I was just thinking, if you think about how far the show has come, I mean, what a lot of people have commented on was it was so good in kind of its like pure early days when this was really just a group of friends who most of them wanted to be in the entertainment industry on some level and were working as servers. Um, and thinking that now the show is so huge. I'm sure it's competitive to get on the show, like who the new castmates had to be and what they had to bring to the table to get chosen. Like it's not at all surprising that some of them had big social media presences. Like we've learned now that Brett has a YouTube channel and yep. apparently Charlie is killing it on TikTok and had like a pretty seems to be successful modeling career. Yeah, and like Dana's doing stand-up. It just seems like they all already have to be like somewhat established or like have some kind of audience. I don't know. What about Danica? Okay, I'm wondering, <laughs> where was Danica? Where has Danica been all this time? It feels like she's worked there for a minute. Yes, you and know? she's great. Yeah, I think danica E moment in the most recent episode as of the time of this recording, April 2nd, and I think it also goes to show you that she's she's in it. Like she's been around it. She knows how these conversations happen when the cameras are on. She knows how the like information to retain and kind of like be a part of the mix. But it feels like 
she was like digitally edited out of all previous seasons. Like it's like we're watching one of the new arrested developments. <laughs> yeah. I totally, I have also been wondering about that. And I've also been curious because when I was listening to a podcast interview with Stasi, I don't remember if it was on Stasi's podcast or on another one. Um, she did say something like giving some insights as to how editing happens. And she was saying there are some of the like OG cast members who used to be pretty big roles who've basically been kicked off because they weren't willing to share all of their lives. Like one of the requirements really? to be a core cast is like you have to share your whole life. So like it was a huge conflict when Stassi wasn't bringing her relationship onto the show. And so if you think about like Christina Kelly and there used to be some of these like core cast members that have disappeared. And so I sometimes wonder some people who like are on the show who weren't before. And I know Ariana has said that the first season they wanted her to be on, but she was dating someone who didn't want her to be on the show. And I wonder if that's who she alluded to earlier in this season. Yeah, totally. And so I think that plays a part in who ends up getting featured. And something else that Stassi said that I thought was very juicy was she was bitter that the new cast is getting so much screen time. She was like, all of us have been putting our whole lives on display for so many years. Like, we have earned this. We've made it a great show. And she's basically alluded to the fact that she doesn't think that, like, they were filming so much more with the original cast than they included in the show. Wow. What I'm kind of wondering is if maybe they had less material for the newer cast members. Like they're really trying to spin up these storylines to kind of build something. Whereas with the older characters, there's so much backstory that everybody already knows that like it's so tense. And I'm also wondering, like, even though it has been a lot of the OG cast, it's been kind of the same themes rehashed and rehashed and rehashed. It's been a lot of like, Stassi and Katie fighting with Kristen. It's been a lot of tension between Tom Sandoval and Jax. Like, it's been kind of the same themes. And I'm wondering if there was other stuff that they weren't including. Well, and if you look at, you know, even the new cast, was it the first episode where Sheena has Dana polish the glasses the way Stassi hit? Like, you can look at this season almost as like Saved by the Bell, the new class, where like, it's a kind of a reboot. Do you have certain scenes that you look forward to more with like one cast or the other? Not at first, but recently I've been very interested in Charlie, Dana, and Danica way more than Max and Brett, to be honest. When Brett and Charlie both had lunch at Cafe Gratitude, I was like, this is too much. Like, I know you're a vegan, man. <laughs> Okay, but I, I, I look forward to them, but I don't know if I look forward to them more than the other things. The thing that I'm like actively looking forward to is getting off of the Jax train. All it is is wedding, wedding, wedding. And of course, Jax is wedding, wedding, wedding too. But Jax's is more like a me. It's my wedding. Me, my wedding, me, my wedding. And then even once we got through the three episodes of being in Kentucky, Okay, now it's Jax's birthday. Okay, um, and now it's this other thing, you know? And it's like a mixture of Jax and Randall has been very much like, I can only stomach so much of these guys. I'll still watch beginning to end every episode, but it's been harder to stay attached when it just feels like Jax, Jax, Jax. 
Yeah. Tell me more about that because I actually, something that I think is a strength of the original cast is that they have such big personalities and so many of them, like when they go to their, whatever is their respective dark side, it's like toxic. Like it's fascinating to watch because it's like literally almost feels like seeing like pure like ego i don't know (laughs) but they're being so honest about it you're like these are emotions that i relate to but i'm amazed that you're like going there with your friends and that these will stay your friends in the future but it does at times get really difficult to watch because you're just like this is dark like i would rather watch you like go get waxes than see this happening (laughs) yeah I want to talk a little bit more about Old Man Jax because I'm totally with you that he's becoming more and more difficult to watch. And it's hard. What's funny, though, about all of them is I feel like there's this added layer where we know that a lot of them are actually friends. And for some reason, like, I'm able to give certain cast members a pass because I know that other people like them. So take Jax, for example. He has such like nasty moments and he goes off on social media all the time, but he's still like pretty good friends and hangs out a lot with a lot of the people in the cast versus Tom Sandoval, where from what I can gather, him and Ariana are like not as good friends with everyone or like Katie has her nasty moments, but in general, everyone who she's been friends with, she's like stayed friends with. And I take that as like a testament to her character. And so I do sometimes wonder, I'm like, are they just like turning up the drama? Are we just seeing like really bad cuts? I And if I'm honest to myself, I'm like, maybe if I was just like stuck in a house chilling with some of them, like maybe Jax would be fun. I don't know. Yeah, I I think I agree. And I think that a lot of it is like personally opinions based off of the edit, you know, but looking deeper, I do think that like Jax seems like a, for lack of a better phrase, down to earth person who like, would be willing to have a discussion. But so often we are put in situations where like it's high pressure and there's alcohol involved. Yeah. Not to mention possibly other things. And he's like not the smartest either. So I feel like he just says whatever is top of mind, which makes him perfect for reality TV. But he just says crazy stuff. Best example of that recently when he went on what watch what happens live with Andy Cohen. And when the question was asked about whether about something about Tom and Ariana getting married and having kids, which is like so crazy that everyone keeps talking about this. He muttered under his breath, like they're not going to because she likes women or like because she's lesbian. And it was just like, what? Like, so Jenks is ignorant, let's say. If he's going to make a comment like that, but also he is fully aware of what's about to happen on the show and all of the drama he went through over a year ago dealing with a pastor who would say similar things. Like, I have a very hard time believing that it is all like this manipulation marketing machine because... I saw that episode of Watch What Happens Live and it is it is such a just like, yeah, you've had a couple of drinks and like, isn't, uh, you know, this is going to be funny if I say this and it's not. This is just what you think. 
and you're an asshole. Not at all. So ignorant. And you're on live TV and you've been doing yep. this for how long? And yes, uh, the issue with the pastor. And also, let's not forget Brittany hooking up with Kristen, which was like a no, time when shit. Jax was a total I... asshole. Spread that around. And also, it's like your own wife is potentially just as bisexual as Ariana. So like, what are you saying? Can I just say something about Ariana real quick? I really like her character. When she was added to the show, I was like, I feel you. You know, like everyone was such a jerk and it's like, oh God, okay. But like, this is a fun gig. But did you know that she was one of Sheena's backup dancers in like episode seven, I think, of the first season when Sheena performs and she becomes friends with Stassi at the end of the episode of season one. I actually think I did know that. I heard that at some point. I've been wanting to go back and watch to like see her. (laughs) I have got the perfect podcast for you to follow along with then. Okay. But also, let's remember Sheena and Ariana being best friends. Yeah. Also... I feel like Sheena does get the short end of the stick on most edits. Always. And I think Sheena knows that too. Yeah. But it's hard to know then like how short end of the stick she does. Like, like are her and Ariana as close? I doubt it. But then is it just the weird edit? I don't know. Mm. Something I also feel super bad about. This is something I want to talk to you about. Kind of like Sheena's role within the show. I do agree with you that she has like a pretty good understanding of it, I think. And actually, I think she makes great TV. Like I always look forward to her scenes. Um, So I like really respect her for that, actually. But also, I feel like there's always there's this continuing reshuffle of like the social dynamics within this whole group. And it seems like there's a certain group that's almost like the inner sanctum that's like hard to get into. It's like. Katie. The table that got to sit by themselves at the party. Yes. And it's changing. Like there was a point where like Stassi was out of the group and then she'd like to make her way back in or whatever. And it feels like, I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because Sheena's like very demanding or maybe sometimes like annoying. She always seems like she's like on the outskirts of it. And when someone new is coming in, the first step is like befriend Sheena because she's going to be nice to you. And so I'm really curious. I know this sounds like so mean, but it just seems so obvious. And so I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with Raquel. Because you see her and Sheena becoming buddies now. But I'm just like, I feel like Raquel maybe has other ambitions. I think Raquel wants to be a very big part of this show. Um, speaking of that and the Sheena side of things, one of, on the Pride episode of this season, there was a weird filming situation where a camera, like obviously a solo camera with like not a good sound crew or anything like that. We're filming Max and Dana while Dana was getting ready. And Dana was like kicked out of going to the hair and makeup party that Raquel invited her to. Cause so obviously Sheena was like, Oh no, I do want to come now that I've heard Dana's invited. So kick her off and let me come. And so obviously production had to be like, shit, send a camera to Max's house. We got to get Dana's reaction to what's going on in this situation. And it was like shitty and, crazy but felt the most real of like some this show i've ever seen but man i wanted to see like all of those cast members getting their hair and makeup done 
in a room having to like have the conversations, but stuck in their chairs, you know, like that would have been amazing. And I'm sure we'll get something similar on the reunion, but damn. Yeah. It feels more raw and real. I do sometimes wonder with, I mean, we now know apparently Tom Sandoval and Jax are not talking. They're like not friends. So I know that's real. Sometimes with Tom Sandoval, I, he's one of the few that I wonder when he's just because he is so, um, expressive generally as a human being, maybe a little extra. There are times when I wonder if he's acting. And so this happened, um, when he got arrested. And for yeah. some reason, just the look on his face, I, I was just like, do you really think you're getting arrested on the show? Like, let's remember when Jax actually got arrested for stealing the sunglasses. Like, we did not get any of that footage. Yeah, <laughs> Sandoval knew that this was a prank because they pranked them. He was being filmed being arrested. And so, like, yeah, he's got some acting skills. Yeah. He was in the pit in the pendulum. I know that. <laughs> was he really? It's on his IMDb page. Rob, your research is impressive. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) But no, because also if you think about it, like the cameras were out by the police car outside. Like, I just wonder what was going through his head. Like, did he really think he was getting arrested? I don't know. I don't think he did. Can I tell you what really irritated me about that scene was how fucking intense Randall got. It's like, you don't fuck with my friend. It was just like, dude, calm down. It's interesting, the whole Jack's Randall friendship. And also, I mean, I have to say, there are a couple of cast members who are bothering me a little bit right now, just because it feels like they're on one, like they're on a little bit of a high horse and they're not, it's not coming off well. Like, I don't know if it's just the edits, like, Jax is one of them. Like mm-hmm. he clearly feels like he's in a great spot in life. I feel like he's got this sense of like superiority just because everybody loves Brittany and she like stayed with him and now they're like married and whatnot. Um, can of worms. Yeah. I also am feeling a little bit like that with Lala though, which I hate to say because I do love Lala. Like you, just, I just have to appreciate sure what she brings, like her sure. looks. I'll like I'll watch just to see what she's I do wearing. appreciate the confidence. That's for sure. The confidence, uh, like the quick comebacks and stuff like that. But right now, I feel like she just feels like so amazing about her and Randall and like who Randall is. And she's even like openly said that in the. I just I can yeah. never get over. There was one reunion where she said like, "Don't compare my relationship to your relationship." And Stassi called her out for it because she was like, that's not fair. Like, all of us are in this same situation together. Like, all of our relationships are just as, like, important to protect. And it's just as hard for all of us to have this be on camera. And I felt like that said a lot. I feel like you can see even, like, her attitude. Like you said earlier in this discussion, too, it's like one of the parts of the deal is that you have to be able to put your entire life on the show. And... Lala, for whatever reason, was the only person who never had to say her partner's name, never had to be on camera for like a good two and a half seasons, right? Something like that. Yeah. Man. And combine that with the fact that her relationship was a major plot point. 
I still speculate. I have absolutely no confirmation for this that like maybe Christina Kelly had a relationship that she wasn't willing to bring on camera. So she disappeared. But we didn't even know. Like if Christina Kelly was in a relationship, we never heard about it. It didn't really matter. Lala, that was like the source of the conflict between her and the other women at the beginning. Wow. And not to mention all the stuff that like James had done to involve himself in that relationship and not. They're still making music. So who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Clearly they are. They can tolerate each other at least. I do. I mean, what do you think about them bringing back Logan? Oh, I. Well, I didn't assume Logan went anywhere. But I definitely thought he was for like two episodes to get that story through and to see him again. It's like I was really frustrated with Lala bringing that up. Like it seems like Logan likes to stir a whole lot of shit, um, possibly because he would want some screen time. I don't know. Uh, But when... I don't know the whole situation of Raquel or of Raquel and Lala talking and how Lala brought up the fact that, you know, Logan said James was at a party that people were getting fucked up at and he's just trying to be a good friend or whatever. Like that's not cool because did he see James drink? I think that's correct. I think they're stirring stuff up. It's also interesting to me that, um, a big reason why people have disliked Raquel is because they feel like she doesn't hold James accountable. Like she sticks with him. I feel like the seeds have been planted that we assume that James cheated in one way or another on her. We have seen him be a big asshole. Um, on the other hand, nobody blames Brittany for staying with Jax. Yeah. But I've been trying, I've been thinking about this and I feel like it's first of all, just because I think people just like Brittany, like she's likable, but also I feel like maybe people feel like Brittany did hold Jax accountable. Like the fact that she's come out and being like, been like, yeah, he's like been a big jerk. I don't know. I just sometimes wonder about that. I do think that like we had more time with Brittany too. So I don't know. Brittany hasn't won me over yet. Really? Yeah. I feel like you're one of the few people who like doesn't like Brittany. Talk to me about it. I think she's a positive vibe, but I think the moment that like you see Brittany being like happy, understanding, discussing, you know, she does call Jax out on stuff every now and again, most times nowadays, but like the moment Sandoval said something and she got upset, she was like, knock him the fuck out. Granted, I have been at heightened emotions zone, and that was a very distinct edit in the show. But it's like all we know of Britney as being this very nice person who's relatively positive all the time. I don't know. It set me back a bit. Yeah, I feel like there's a reason why Jackson and Britney are a good match. And I think it's partly because Britney does have this kind of like protectiveness side um, where it's kind of like she has the people that she cares about and those people she'll be in their corner no matter what. But I think that she kind of likes Jack's being protective. I don't know. I think so too. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Final thoughts. One, really disappointing to see Katie and Tom spiral back into their old ways. It was interesting seeing Tequila Tom. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know. How did you see it from your perspective if you could give the quick 30 second or whatever synopsis? Yeah, sure. So basically, Tom and Katie have had some really nasty fights in the past, and it seems like both of them have a spot where they just hit this point of no return when they start just spitting vitriol. And unfortunately, Tom Schwartz is good with words. And in this instance, uh, they played a prank. Jax and Randall played a prank on Tom Sandoval to get him back for a prank that Tom Sandoval had played by fake arresting him. And Katie thought it wasn't funny. Everyone else was kind of laughing. Tom Sandoval was laughing. Jax was laughing. And Katie was just like, it's not funny to fake arrest people. Like there are a lot of people actually being arrested and there's like police brutality. And this isn't like something to joke about. And the fact that she was being negative about it just set Tom Schwartz off. And he started just saying, terrible things and it also the weird thing was he just didn't seem in his right mind like he seemed wasted and in a rage because he started then just lashing out at everyone like when Bo tried to be like yo calm down he lashed out at him and it just seemed like he could not get it together it sucked like that was hard to watch that was hard to watch I know it's just like you never like seeing that I mean I feel like Katie has had similar behavior in the past but I actually have always felt kind of sympathetic to Katie because just knowing like being what it's like being in a relationship I just got the sense that there probably was a lot of things that we weren't seeing where sometimes like her anger at Tom was coming from like a lot of deep-seated stuff yeah, I mean, Tom has cheated on her multiple times that we've seen on the show. Like, who knows what happened before that, you know? And it seems, seems like she kind of runs their lives and stuff, so. Yeah. I think, it'll, I feel like they've been there so many times before, but the issue is just like you're saying, they always kind of paint this picture that they've, like, come out the other side, and then we keep seeing these relapses, and it's just kind of painful. I don't know. Yeah, I've been in long term relationships. And of course, there are like fights and some like deep seated resentments. But I've never been in a situation where any words like that have been spoken. Yeah. And especially feeling comfortable to do it in front of cameras and friends and like acquaintances. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it says. I assume like they, they know how to come back from this. And I guess the last thing, my only last thought was just this whole like Lala James Raquel dynamic. I have felt surprised in that this season, I actually want to see more Raquel. Yeah. I didn't at the beginning of the season, I was like making jokes about like, oh yeah, more Raquel. Okay. But no, I like am legitimately team Raquel right now. Same. Same, same. I want to, my dream is I want to see like Raquel and Ariana form an alliance. Yes. The little bit they showed of Ariana like giving Raquel a pep talk before James started going to AA. That, that plant of the seed, as you had said earlier, like some of these relationships are going to grow into different things. And on that note, as we wrap this, I want to know what you think is the evolution of this show. Does like say 
someone join Real Housewives or Summer House or something like that? What do you think? I hope there's some kind of Real Housewives as spinoff because I feel like trying. I still think there's value to keeping something going with like the servers at Sir and bringing in new cast. But I feel like especially the ones who are like getting married and settling down, it just feels a little bit too forced to be shoehorning them back. Oh, yeah. We can't lose them in their dynamic. I would love to see a Real Housewives spinoff. Or maybe, but I feel like it needs like a little like reboot. Yeah, there has to be like its own thing, but like what Housewives is, but for this cast that's going to be in their 40s, 50s. Whatever. The only thing is, I feel like a lot of them are like struggling a little bit and some have figured it out, like what their thing will be, because unfortunately, the only thing they'll be coming into it with is having been on Vanderpump Rules together. And I feel like a lot of the Real Housewives, uh, it's with people who have already been established in one way or another. So they're like bringing that to the show. And I feel like Stassi has kind of like found her footing and maybe like James, I don't know if James would be on it, but like some other of the cast have something and it seems like a few are a bit like struggling to find that. When you look at the Vanderbump Rules subreddit, there was a post a little while back about like, what would your ideal spinoff be? And what would the subject of the show be? I will leave it at that. But every comment and it would be like, yeah, please green light that show. Please also green light that show and that show and that show. And I'm hoping the powers that be are just like having that thread on a bookmark somewhere. Well, now you and Peter are buddies. I think you just need to slip this to him. Get it to the producers. That's true. Maybe Pete and I should just start a podcast together. Or maybe you and Pete should do it. Stop. I wouldn't be able to handle it. All right. Well, (laughs) thank you, Molly. Uh, Do you want to tell everyone what your Twitter handle is? Sure. You can find me at Mollification. It's spelled like M-O-L-L-Y-F-I-C-A-T-I-O-N. Thanks. 